If you're new to IoT, whether you're a student or an engineer, um, there's some new content for you. My friend Jim is here on the IoT show to tell us everything about IoT for beginners, a series of lessons that will be very useful for you to discover all about IoT. That's today on the IoT show. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in for the IoT show. I'm Olivier, your host. Uh, today, I have my friend Jim with me to talk about IoT for beginners, which is, as you'll understand really rapidly, very useful for learning IoT. Jim, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How's it going? I'm great. I'm fantastic. Uh, I was joking around because I was in a different space time. I mentioned doing some tiny amount stuff just before joining this call. Uh, I know you're doing a lot of that as well, IoT related stuff. Jim, what is it exactly that you're doing at Microsoft? What is your role? Why are you tinkering with IoT devices? Yeah, so my job is I'm a education cloud advocate, which basically means it's my job to help anybody in the education space be successful with Microsoft technologies, specifically around IoT. So whether you're a student, an educator, a TA, a bootcamp, anybody who's involved in either teaching or learning, I'm here to help. Nice. Besides loving Star Wars and Legos, right? Because you have behind you, um, you also have a nice shirt, but we don't see the whole message. So you have to show us the shirt. Sugar and spice and human rights. Okay. It's what women should be made of. Sugar and spice and human rights. I love that. I love that. Okay. So you've been super busy recently. So addressing students, helping them understand or get to know Microsoft technologies or in general, IT technologies and cloud technologies and helping them ramp up and so on. You're here to tell us all about the IoT for Beginners courseware. So first, why? Why did we need to have this uh, IoT courseware uh, that you've been working on with a team? Yeah, great question. So I have a lot of people come to me and ask me, how do I get started with IoT? And not just how do I get started with Azure with IoT, literally, how do I get started with IoT right from the basics? So the idea behind this was to put together a course that could be taught at a university, students could use it in study groups, or students could use it for self-guided learning that teaches IoT literally from the basics pretty much the introduction for what does IoT even stand for, all the way through to building a number of different IoT applications and then deploying them to the cloud. Uh, I think now one actually could apply to a lot of people, not just students, but uh, how did you came up with the curriculum itself, but mostly how did you fit it and adapt it to a specific audience, which is students, right? Students. Yeah, um, you are totally right. This can be used by anybody who wants to learn IoT, but that's kind of a baseline. We focused on first year of university, maybe upper end of sort of K through 12 education type students who wanted to learn IoT. And to make sure that the content was right for students, we've actually been working with students. So at Microsoft, we're privileged to have a group of folks which we call our Microsoft Learn Student Ambassadors. And this is a group of students who are community leaders in their universities all around the world, and we work closely with them. And so we've been putting this content in front of them, asking them the questions, is this applicable for you? Is this the right kind of content that you need? Is this going to help you learn? So everything's been student-led. I mean, for example, one of our student ambassadors, Latifa Bello, based in Nigeria, had never done IoT before. She's come to this course and she's been using it to learn IoT and giving us great feedback to make sure that it is appropriate for somebody who's approaching IoT for the first time as a university student. 
I love that, especially as we are now more used to the remote work, right? We, we reach more people and actually students from more regions, from more areas can access learning content of that kind. I think it's super smart to have asked this, these very students what exactly they're looking for. So show us a bit, tell us a bit about uh, what shape um, the, the curriculum, the courseware is taking and what does it look like? So yeah, everything we do is based around a series of projects. We want students to learn IoT in the real world. And so we've put together 24 lessons designed to be taught over a 12 week semester, all based off projects that show the journey of food from farm to table, all using IoT. So we start with just kind of the basics, getting it started, lighting an LED, the kind of canonical hello world of IoT. We then move to farming, uh, soil moisture checking, temperature checking for plant growth. We look at transport, how your food gets from the farm to processing plants. We look at processing with AI on the edge to actually check food for ripeness. We look at retail for stock control. And then finally, we look at consumer IoT devices, smart timers. So when you're cooking food, you know how long to cook it for. So we've, we picked up these projects along the way and We've been working with a whole load of people across Microsoft and across our Microsoft Learn Student Ambassadors to build this content. And so it's all based off lessons with regular check-ins, regular quizzes, regular ways to make sure that people understand the content that they are creating. I like how it's like super grounded. It's down to earth, not making jokes about the facts about food and, and how it's grown and so on. They're really... You know, it's it's concrete. It's not like you're talking about very uh, abstract notions or principles or concepts or whatnot. It's really, you know, day-to-day, -day, everyday life. Uh, for engineers, it's going to definitely resonate a lot that. And, um, well, you were starting mentioning a bit about, you know, this uh, the, the, the formats as in, you know, what to expect. Can you walk us through one of the lessons as an example of what's to expect? Of course, yeah. So if we take the first lesson, kind of a great place to kick off with the first lesson. We start with sketch notes for some of our lessons for those folks who are more visual learners. So we have a lot of artwork that kind of shows what people are going to be learning. We then kick into things like an introduction to what is it, the Internet of Things, an introduction to IoT devices. Then we have hands-on labs, actually getting your hands-on with the device. Then we look at things like applications of IoT and sort of examples of IoT devices. And then all the way through, we have written content that gives you the information you need. We have diagrams. We have questions, things like do a bit of research. How much data generated by IoT devices is used? How much is wasted? Questions like that that means study groups can have discussions, teachers can get can discuss with students, or individual students can go and do research a bit more around the topic. And we try to make sure that we teach the concepts in a domain-specific way. So when we teach things like farming, we teach why you measure soil moisture, what the values actually mean, how you can calibrate your device. When we do things like transport, we talk about GPS and what the coordinates mean, how that maps the real world. So we try to make sure that the students understand the domain that they are building the, the IoT devices for. And all the way through, it's constant check-ins, constant labs, and then we drop in some challenges at the end. We have quizzes. We have lists of self-study guides if you want to go and uh, read more around the topic. And then we have assignments. So after you've completed the lesson, you can actually go off and do some work by yourself, or this can be given in the classroom as a homework assignment for students to do. Nice. Uh, you basically did all the professor's work, right? By putting all that together? 
Pretty much. Um, the, the, the aim is yeah. we can give this to a professor who could literally take this content and run it as is, but it's also it's free and it's open source. So if a professor wanted to change it up a bit, take sections out of it to use in their courses using their own pedagogies, they're more than welcome to do so. That, that's nice. It's very much hands-on. It's very much practical. Um, I know there's a, this notion of capstone project when you're studying uh, in university. So is each of the lesson ending with a capstone or is it a capstone? Because actually you are going through that journey of that food from where it grows to, to, your, uh, to your plate. Um, or is that the whole capstone project, right? Uh, like the full thing once it's working. Well, each project could be expanded to a larger capstone project. They're small enough that they could be done in classes, but if you wanted to make a much larger project out of it, you could. Uh, for example, the retail projects, you train an object detector and you get an IoT device to take a photograph of stock and then count how many boxes of cornflakes you may have on a shelf. Somebody mm -hmm. could then build a, a more advanced capstone project with maybe some robotics to put, put some cornflakes back on the shelf when there's a gap. So it's small enough that you can do it in a classroom, but it's open-ended enough that it could easily be turned into a capstone project if anyone wanted to. Great, Jim. So it looks to be a very comprehensive lesson uh, for a first one, um, but it's the IoT show and IoT show means devices. Can you show us you know, the final result of maybe that project or one of them uh, you know, on one of your devices? Yeah, certainly. I've actually got a couple set up uh, at the moment to, for some of the projects that we actually teach in there. I'm going to start with start at the end. The consumer project that we do at the end is a smart timer. Yeah, you know, we all ask our Alexas, our Oco Googles to set timers. We want, I wanted to teach people how to build an IoT device to set a timer themselves. So I have one here. I've got a speaker microphone set up. I've got a Raspberry Pi here with a seed grove hat with a button. And if I just press the button, I can use this to build a timer. Set a 10 second timer. Ten second timer started. So I've got spoken feedback the timer started and then in, a, in 10 seconds. Time's up on your 10 second timer. So that's one of the projects you actually build. You do the speech to text, text to speech, and we even support different languages for that as well as part of the project. So that's one of the projects uh, that you can build. Another one, I'm just going to adjust my camera up here. This is kind of going back to the start. It's the digital agriculture idea, the, the farm yeah. side of things. And then what's important with farming is having the right amount of moisture in the soil. Your plants need to be not too wet, not too dry. So I've got a Wio terminal from Seed Studios here connected to a capacitive soil moisture sensor tucked away in my chili plant and then a relay. And this, you could connect this to a pump. And what it'll do is monitor the soil moisture. If the moisture is too low, the pump turns on. Now I can simulate that. If I just take the sensor out of the plant, so it's a bit dry, what should happen, made to just Draw it off by hand. See, it's clicked. I don't know if you can see that. The light yep. flashed. That was the relay kicking in as it starts to pick up the lower moisture levels. And then nice. if I drop that back in there, it goes off. So that's kind of the basics of an automated watering system. Measure the soil moisture. If it's too low, turn on a relay. It turns on a water pump. Obviously, yeah. I don't have a water pump here because no, my luck, I'd end up spraying myself or uh, wrecking my computer. You don't want to do that. Um, you don't want to do that, no. You know, exactly not. Yeah. So that, that seems to be indeed pretty practical and concrete, um, you know, 
touching the hardware, implementing the solution, uh, and and bringing it up to life. That's pretty great. Yeah, we try to make sure they're fun projects that everybody can do. They can get hands on. They can build something that is very similar to what you get in the real world, just in a small prototype scale on their desk with an IoT device. That makes sense. That makes sense. So once again, it's super practical. So that means that uh, practicality when it comes to IoT go through hardware, devices, mm -hmm. sensors. Um, so I, this is not something that is usually available everywhere and for everyone. So what's your what's your tip trick here uh, when it comes to the hardware? Yeah, hardware is always a hard one with IoT. Um, nobody necessarily wants to spend too much money. Universities, colleges, they're kind of limited in their funds. Some have got the cash to buy the hardware they need. Some don't. If you're a student investigating, you may not even want to spend money until you've had a bit, bit of time to get used to it. So we've decided to offer multiple options for those who want hardware and those who don't. We've gone down the Arduino route for those who are interested in microcontroller hardware. Raspberry Pi route for those who are interested in using single board Linux computers, or we've also support virtual hardware. So from an actual hardware point of view, if you wanted to buy the hardware, we've been working with our partners at Seed Studios to make it kind of a one-click purchase where you better go onto their website, go to the IT for Beginners kit, choose whether you want the Arduino kit based off a Wii terminal or a Raspberry Pi kit, and literally just click how many you want and click buy. So it makes it very seamless for professors, study groups to buy hardware in bulk. But if you decide you don't want hardware, we're using this project called Counterfeit, which is fake mm -hmm. IoT hardware. And this allows you to define IoT sensors and then write code against these as if you were writing IoT code in Python on a Raspberry Pi, but you write it on your local machine and you've got a whole lot of simulated sensors. You can connect a camera sensor up. You've got it here connected to my webcam. You can connect soil moisture sensors, buttons, LEDs, relays. You can put in the values you want the sensor to return and see the results coming back. So this way you can literally do the entire course from end to end without buying any hardware. And nice. same with cloud services, you want to keep the cost down. So on the cloud services, most of the services we use are free. There's a couple of paid tiers you have to use, but we're talking in the sense type levels of usage, not in the dollars or tens of dollars. So we always try to keep the cost as low as possible to make it accessible to as many people as we can. That makes sense. That makes sense. And I want to assume that uh, because we're Microsoft, you know, these cloud services are, are Azure based, right? They were hosted yeah. there, but the concepts are the same. So you, you, you'll be learning as a student concepts of IoT that are applicable everywhere. Oh, totally. I mean, we don't even uh, start teaching Azure until, I think, lesson nine. Uh, when, when we start off, we just start off with basic MQTT. So you learn the underlying principle of sending an MQTT message from an IoT device to a server. And then later on, we bring in the more advanced services that you can get from a cloud provider such as Microsoft. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, another question for you, last question, um, before we send people to links for them to check it out, is um, that's a curriculum that is um, destined to students from all over the world. What about localization? Is that only in English? Uh, so I've been writing in English because I'm... Unfortunately, I can only speak English. But again, we've been working with our student ambassadors and we've been looking to translate into as many languages as possible. So far, we have been working with ambassadors in India, in Indonesia, in Spain, in China to produce translations in Bengali, in Hindi, in Spanish, in Chinese, Indonesian, and we're looking to do more. And again, because this is open source, it's freely available to anybody, anybody in the community can contribute. We've 
created other curriculums like this before for other topics, and we've had great responses from the community putting together different translations. So this, again, if you want to translate it into your language of choice, go ahead, please. We'd really appreciate you getting involved. Raise a pull request with your translation, and we will get that in there. Excellent. Uh, once again, students ambassadors at work here helping localizing, but oh, yeah. not just them, as you were saying. It's on GitHub. Knock yourself out. Go contribute. That's what it's about. Yeah. So, Jim, um, that's that's great. That's perfect. Uh, we are at the beginning of the um, July IoT months here. Uh, so mm -hmm. lots of IoT content. Uh, IoT for beginners could be your starting point. Why not? Right. For yeah. uh, July IoT. Perfect way to learn it right from the basics. Exactly. So if you want to uh, know more about IoT for Beginners and all the good lessons and work the team has put together with Jim, you can go and visit that link, aka.ms slash IoT dash beginners. And I uh, hope you'll enjoy the content, Jim. Looking forward to see you back. I want to see one of these Lego and our Star Wars robots moving, um, you know, on some waving, you know, in front of a little device or something. I don't know. We'll figure something out, right? Well, I mean, some of our MVPs have wired up the Azure Percepts to some of this some of this Lego kit that I've got up here. So, you know, maybe I could connect uh, R2D2 to a Percept device and uh, get, you get it rolling it. around. You said it. Love it. Awesome, <laughs> Jim. Looking forward to that episode with you. Everyone, thanks for watching the IoT show. Hope to see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.